Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to episode 53 of the Karen Kenny Show. And I'm really excited, you guys. Let me just say something. From my heart, from my heart <laughs> to yours. Uh, just thank you so, 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 so much. So the other day we hit 20,000 downloads. And the cool thing is, is that I actually was able to like see it happen. Like I literally got a screenshot when it hit 20,000 and I was like, yeah, and I'm like such a dork and I know. <laughs> but you guys, this is like the little, the podcast is like the little podcast that could choo choo, right? When I first started this thing, I was like, oh dear God, like, is anybody going to listen? Is it going to be crickets? Is it just going to be me being a weirdo up in my office by myself and nobody cares? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> but here you are. And you keep showing up each week and I hear from you guys and you're telling me that, that you listen and that you love it and that you're sharing it and that like, and so the numbers are starting to reflect that you guys. And I always say, this is a labor of love. People have said to me, like, you should start doing a Patreon because it costs money to do this podcast. This podcast costs me like five, 600 bucks a month to produce. So I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's something down the line where maybe I'm like, hey, does anybody want to do a little like podcast membership or something like that? <laughs> but for now, it's literally, it, it, is a, it is a labor of love. And um, the fact that you guys are listening and uh, making it a part of your life, just, it means the world to me. So just thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, and I appreciate you. And um, I appreciate, like, you know, I put in man hours. Like, I do this every week. Um, and so the fact that it's not, like, I'll sometimes, like, make a reference to something. When I feel like something is just kind of like, oh, my God, like, um, how do I say this? Like, if somebody's not going to change or if, if there's somebody who's like, um, these are lots of, I have lots of ways that I use this phrase that I'm about to share with you. <laughs> But so I'll often describe something that just feels like insurmountable or too much or whatever. I was, I'll just be like, oh my God, it's just like pissing into the Grand Canyon. Like it's never going to fill. It's never going to happen, you know? So if I felt like I was putting in all the man hours and the money and all the stuff that I put into the show and nobody was listening, it'd be kind of a drag. <laughs> so the fact that you guys are reflecting some of your love back to me, that you're sharing the show, that you're telling me it's made a difference, that you listen, you know, I have loyal listeners and stuff. And, and I just know everybody who I know who's had a podcast for a long time, they all say to me, once you start to hit like certain numbers, the number just kind of exponentially grows and the show takes on a life of itself. But here's what I know to be true. Like, you know, um, I might be, you know, the kind of the heartbeat of the show, like the backbone who's like creating it, but it wouldn't mean anything if there weren't people who were consuming it and receiving it, right? So it's a beautiful relationship that we're establishing here. And again, I just wanted to, I wanted to take a couple of minutes to just really acknowledge the fact that it would not be possible without all of you. 
So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Okay, here we are, episode 53. You guys, I'm really excited actually to talk about this. So one of the things um, that I, I often say to my um, spiritual mentoring clients, and this is something that also I've had to work on my whole entire life, right? And um, so the, the, the topic today, the, what, the, the, the title of the show today, which you've probably already seen, if you, if you download the show, you were like, oh, what's KK talking about today? Because I always title them. But today is called Finding the Right Distance. And I'm going to talk about what that means in a second. But one of the things that I'll often say to my clients is um, we often struggle sometimes with boundary issues. And um, I know for myself, you know, I can't tell you how many, um, over the years, like in different capacities, how many people who were either a coach or a mentor of mine, they'd be like, boundaries, KK, boundaries, because I am a chronic over-giver, right? I, it, it, and I swear to God, this isn't like a humble brag. This isn't something that actually is that great. I mean, it's great for the people I tend to either work with or have relationships with that I'm an over-giver, but sometimes it, like, it can be uh, depleting of my resources energetically, emotionally, physically, financially, like blah, blah, blah. So I've had to learn over the years. It is something that my time, especially, oh my God, my time. Um, so I have to come back a lot and kind of check out the boundaries of things. So it's something that I encourage also in my clients. You know, in spiritual mentoring, so many different things come up, you know, and when people who are in other fields of coaching and stuff like that, they'll say to me like, so who's your ideal avatar? Like, what's their, what's their problem? Like, how are you like talking to them about their stuff and marketing? I'm like, oh my God, you guys, spiritual mentoring is such a different bag. You know, it's such a different bag. And people will come to me for lots of different reasons, but there are some, some, some themes that kind of run through everybody's uh, experiences. And I often say different details to the story, but the suff suffering is suffering is suffering. And, and it's never helpful to compare suffering. So we don't, we don't go there. But one of the things I will often say to my clients, and it's how this kind of topic came up. And then I'm going to show you the caveat of why the word right why the word right in right distance is, is such a big deal. So one of the things I'll often say to my clients is, you know, they'll be describing stories to me and whether it's about um, somebody that, that they work with, somebody from their past, somebody from their family, um, like whatever the situation is, I'll say to them, I'll say to them this phrase, look, sometimes you just have to love people from a distance. Sometimes you just have to love people from a distance. And what I mean by that is there's going to be time. So I remember there was a phase, you guys. You remember the phase? And people still use it, but there was a phase when everybody was like, oh my God, I can't be friends with them. They are so toxic. They are so toxic, right? So that was like a really big word for a long time. Like they were toxic. I'm like, mm, if, we don't, if we don't check ourselves, you know, because I used to make a joke and I'd say, you know, usually there's, in every group of friends, there's the quote unquote, the toxic one. And I'm like, and if you don't know who that is in your group, it might be you. And like, we'd start laughing, right? But, but for me, it's like, when I say you got to love somebody from a distance, what I mean is if you have somebody in your, your um, uh, life, like in your sphere of influence, maybe somebody who is um, either a friend, a frenemy, right? A friend, a family member. Um, somebody, again, like you either have to work with or interact with or like whatever the thing is, right? Um, sometimes they do not respect your boundaries that you have put in place. Um, sometimes they um, don't, like they're, 
either up in your business or they're doing things that aren't actually good for you or healthy for you. And I'm not talking about avoiding people who bring up things within you that, that you might want to look at. It would behoove you to look at the things. Like it's like when people say to me, you know, oh, he pushes my button, right? And if you haven't listened to my episode buttons and button pushes yet, like go check it out. When people are like, oh my God, they trigger me. And I'm like, well, if they're triggering you and pushing your button, you're the one with the button. So how about we deal with that <laughs> and then not keep blaming it on other people. However, there are times in our lives when we have people, and a lot of times you guys, I, I hate to say it, I wish it wasn't true, but sometimes and most of the time it really is true, that your, what do they call it? Your family of origin right? The people you grew up with and whether it was literally within your own home, your parents, um, your guardians, your caretakers, your siblings, um, the friends you grew up with, even sometimes the city, the culture, the, the, um, the religion, whatever it is that you grew up with, right? Sometimes they, there is a, um, a situation where it's no longer healthy for you to be in close proximity to the attitude, the vibe, the behavior, the patterns, the history. And it's just like, hey, look, you know, sometimes you have to love people from a distance. And what I mean by that is you have to kind of like physically create some geographic space. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it has to be mental space. Sometimes it has to be financial space. But sometimes space is the most loving thing that you can do. And let's just talk about that for a sec, because I think sometimes people feel like when you're quote unquote doing spiritual work and you're supposed to quote unquote, get better at giving and receiving love and you want to love everybody. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of forgiveness work. Obviously I'm a huge fan of get, getting better at giving and receiving love of dealing with your own shit. Like, because you can't, you can't fix other people, right? You can't fix other, you can't make other people get their shit together, right? All you can do is help yourself. <laughs> and then maybe through your example, right? To teach is to demonstrate, A Course in Miracles says. So we're constantly demonstrating all the time, the quality of our thoughts, who we are, our actions, words, and behaviors are reflecting our character. They're reflecting our true values. And we can't make other people have better values. We can't make other people not be, um, you know, for lack of a, lack of a better word, assholes. You know what I'm saying? So all we can do is like focus on ourselves. And look, there might come times in our lives when other people feel like they need to love us from a distance because maybe we're going through something. Maybe we're feeling like we're drowning and we're trying to pull everybody else around us down, right? I'm sure we have all had times in our lives where we can look back and say like, oh God, right? Like, yeah, in that moment, I was the one that maybe people needed a little bit of space from. <laughs> and so we can extend, extend great compassion um, to, the, to, the, to the younger versions of ourselves that um, maybe just did not have the acumen and the agency and, and uh, the skill set and the clarity to be able to see our behavior. We didn't know how to do um, you know, we, we, we had like all we had, I, I often say this, like all we had was sledgehammers when what we really needed were tweezers or, or a screwdriver. <laughs> so we kind of demolished some things and made a mess. So it's not always necessarily a bad thing. And I think in this kind of spiritual work, again, people often think that love, like one of, here's, 
I'm just going to, I always feel like sometimes I'm like, let me just apologize up front. Cause if what I'm about to say annoys you, I'm not making fun of you. Right. I'm just saying that this has never resonated with me. You know, the whole thing, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is this. Love is da, 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 da. Well, what they leave off of that statement is sometimes love is fierce. Sometimes love is fierce. And sometimes the most loving thing you can do or say is no, get out. It's over. We're done. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, sometimes the most loving thing you can say is you have to go to prison because you are a danger to society because you've raped children. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you do bad things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so to love another being doesn't mean that we become doormats or we let people, you know, walk all over us and we tolerate bad behavior and we don't hold people accountable. There's nothing loving about letting people hurt other people. You know what I'm saying? So I just think this is kind of like this misnomer about like what that really means. And one of my spiritual mentors, um, Reverend Stephanie Rutt, who I did my um, spiritual mentoring certification with many years ago, um, she talked about it. Um, and those of you who are yogis, you might, you might, uh, you know, kind of understand where I'm coming from. So in yoga, we have something that's called like bhakti, uh, bhakti with a B, right? And it's like kind of like devotional love. It's like being of service and it's like bhakti. So if you're listening to this, you can kind of hear my voice, right? The range goes up. And if you see me, you, you'd see me kind of billowing my arms out like big angel wings, like it's big and spacious. It's like, oh, bhakti. It's love and light and beautiful, right? And she goes, so sometimes what's called for is, oh, bhakti. She goes, and then sometimes what's called for is like Shakti, Shakti, S-H, right? And Shakti is just like, like an arrow. It's very Shakti. <laughs> so sometimes we, 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 we need the love that feels Bhakti. And then sometimes we need Shakti, right? And so I just want people to understand that when I'm saying you're loving somebody from a distance, it doesn't mean that they're entirely like bad people. It just means for your own at times, perhaps, right? And there's many words we could use here for your own sanity, for your own well-being, for your own mental health, for your own financial security, whatever the thing is, sometimes you got to find the right distance. I mean, sometimes you just got, I used to say to people, uh, just love people from a distance. There's some people you got to love them from a distance. Okay. So fast forward to uh, last week. So my beautiful friend, um, Meg Haynes, uh, some of you know, might know her as Meg uh, Marinaccio. She is the creator of the Divine Feminine Mass, Divine, Divine, <laughs> Divine, blah, 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 Divine Feminine Mastery Program. Okay. So uh, Meg is like an intuitive, um, she's an intuitive coach, she's an intuitive healer, she's a, a spiritual teacher, uh, Meg is, is lovely, I adore her, um, fellow, fellow mass hole, <laughs> so, um, but she's like so sweet, you would never, you would never like, you know, she doesn't have an accent, like you wouldn't know it, but Meg's like, a, like just a doll, I love her. And um, so she invited me to be one of the guest teachers in her, um, her Divine Feminine Mastery Program. And she also invited another woman to come in to also be one of the guest teachers. 
And both Meg and I, Meg introduced me uh, to this woman, and her name is Marianne C. And Marianne is an incredible healer. Um, I have never met anybody like Marianne. And uh, so I, uh, you know, Meg's been working with her for a while. I recently have started working with her as well. Um, and that's going to be a whole other episode. And I'm actually going to have Marianne on the podcast, you guys, in March. So that is going to be such a treat, man. Hold on to your hats for when I have her on the podcast. So um, Meg had brought Marianne in um, to um, be one of the guest teachers in her program online, like Zoom, because Marianne lives in Portugal. And, um, and so we were on the call and we were talking. And Marianne all of a sudden something, said something about like, you know, loving from a distance and um, da, 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 da. And I said, and I'm typing in the chat box and I'm like, yeah, I always tell my clients love from a distance. And then all of a sudden, you know, and before, I think before I wrote this or as I was writing this, whatever the time, exact timing was, she said, you have to learn to how to love from the right distance. And it was literally like fireworks. Like I was like, what the like I was like what is happening right now because just the addition of the word right because what I found is when I would say to people love people from a distance they always like felt kind of guilty or bad about it like like I'm paddling off on the island I'm rescuing myself and I'm like saying fuck you like the other guys right like they felt like they were abandoning right? There's lots of stuff that comes up when you actually start to have healthy boundaries and you start to actually look out for your own well-being, right? And you start to take care of yourself and you start to, when you, when you stop tolerating other people's nonsense and bullshit, it's a really interesting internal kind of um, experience that happens. Let me put it that way. So when Marianne was talking about that, when she said it's about finding the right distance, I was like, this is such a simple tweak, but it's so huge. And I was so excited to talk about it because here's the thing, okay? What you're gonna find with some people is this. The right distance for some relationships is wicked up close. We're talking like skin touching intimacy, like that is the right distance for this relationship right now. It's up close personal, integrated, um, you know, deep, like, you know, again, intimate, like good, you know, great communication feels like it's safe. Um, there's respect there. There is honor there. There are shared values there. You don't have to agree on everything, but you're just like, oh yeah, this distance of up close and personal feels amazing. Now there are going to be some other people where you're like, ooh, and you got to play with it, you guys. This is the thing. You got to find the right distance. And you might find that you got to play with it because there have been times in my life where I've rushed into relationships and I would get really close way too soon. And then I would find myself like, fuck, like having to like dog paddle to keep my head above, right? I, I would find myself wanting to just like get out of the shallow end of the pool and, and swim as fast as I could into the deep end or to just get out altogether, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes we go in and we, we're like, oh, yay, new friend or new experience, new lover, new boyfriend, new girlfriend, whatever the situation is, like, let's go all in. 
And then quickly you learn like, oh, get me out of here. Not the right distance, not the right distance. And you're just like, oh, I need to move it out. So maybe the right distance is arm's length distance. Maybe the right distance is, right, many miles, emotional miles distance. And what you get to discover is this feels too close. Ooh, now this feels too far. And one of the beautiful things we talked about, you know that old phrase, um, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Um, one of the things that Marianne said that I also thought was lovely is she said, you know, sometimes when you find the right distance, it means you can actually go back to communicating from far away, but it feels much safer. And then you can start to build a better bond from there. Sometimes the right distance is I send you a birthday card once a year. Sometimes the right distance is we get together every other month and connect. Sometimes the right distance is, is like, oh, you're one of my besties. Sometimes the right distance is we never speak again. And I'm just going to kind of let this like take a breath and let it settle because sometimes the right distance is we don't speak again. And here's one of the things that I want to say, you know, um, sometimes people think that because the right distance is we're no longer friends or we're no longer married or we're no longer business, like whatever, you know, whatever the arrangement is, sometimes, you know, relationships have to come to an end or they have to, they have to change like how they look. They have, to, they have to morph, they have to grow, they have to transform. Um, you know, all things are always like growing and changing and transforming or they die, they become very stagnant, right? And sometimes they're growing closer, but sometimes they grow apart. Just because you love somebody from a distance or just because the relationship ends the way that it used to be, it doesn't mean like that you hate them. I, I, you know, I, I saw a quote one time that said, um, to like, so I'm paraphrasing, um, and it's said, it's been said before. That's why I don't know the exact thing. I know, I know the essence of it in the, in that, in the kind of the heartbeat and the backbone of it, but it's more like, um, you know, to, to all my friends that I no longer speak to, I, I still have love for you. And, and I feel that way about a lot of people in my life. I, I have to love them from a distance. I love a lot of people in my life from the distance <laughs> that I have felt necessary. And some I'm negotiating, right? I'm still figuring out what's the right distance. Some I've locked in the right distance and I'm like, yep, right distance for this one. Yep, right distance. And it's often, think of it like this, if you don't like saying it's the right distance for that one, it's the right distance for you. And you know what? You get to have right distances. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. It doesn't have to feel good for anybody else. It's like, it's, it's sort of this, you know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my stepfather used to say this thing all the time. He'd say, you got to look out for number one, kid. You got to look out for number one. And I always thought like, what an incredibly selfish thing to say, <laughs> right? You, gotta, you just got to look out for number one. Because it wasn't like you have to have good self-care. It wasn't like you have to have good boundaries. It wasn't that. It was look out for number one kid like at, at all fucking costs, right? Let's call a spade a spade. That's who we would deal with. <laughs> oh, God bless. But here's the thing. You know, it's, 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 it's a kinder and more compassionate version of 
I have to look out for my own well-being. I have to look out for my own sanity. I have to look out for, you know, you are not a person that I feel safe around. And, and I think it's okay that we can give ourselves permission to do that without making ourselves bad and without making them bad. Sometimes, like this is one of the things that I found, find so fascinating is that, and, and it could be, it could be because of, of you know, my childhood and, and, and just the events and the things that happened to me that, um, you know, I, I often think like, wow, like I had major attachment issues to my mom. <laughs> like I was really like, eh, like super attached in some ways, but because everything just kind of got blown up and, you know, I, I just was in, in writing this memoir, this book that I'm working on, you know, I, I had to count and I was like, oh, and I, and I basically counted and I was like, oh, by the time that I was 40, by the time that I was 40, I had moved and lived in 30 different places. And that was just like, holy shit to me. Like, I, you know, the house I currently live in, this is the longest. And I, you know, we own this house this is our house. You know, um, this is, well, you know, we have a mortgage, but I'm like, this is the longest that my sweetie and I have ever lived anywhere. Like, you know, this is the longest, like I've ever put down roots anywhere. And I wouldn't even say they're deep roots. Like, you know, cause I'm, I'm looking to, you know, get out of New Hampshire at some point in the next, you know, three to five years or whatever. So it's like, it's, it's, it, it, it's so important, I guess is what I'm trying to say is that, is I'm, I'm, I'm looking kind of at my life and I'm thinking like, okay, where were the times when I put up with distances that weren't right for me? that I stayed when I shouldn't have stayed, you know, when I should have packed up and gone or, you know, I, I let people into, in, like, into close and I gave them access way before they should have had access. So it's not always like, oh, th this right distance that's for me, you know, you are bad because I need to keep you out there. It's not like I'm saying you are toxic. It's just saying like, hey, maybe I rushed into this before I really knew the parameters or the program or the people or what was really going on. And just here's, here's what I know to be true for myself. I did not have good boundaries when I was younger. I am always, again, overgiver, right? Overgiver, re re recovering, as they say, um, recovering people pleaser, recovering perfectionist, right? Like all these things, uh, you know, master of Cirque du Soleil herself in the past. <laughs> So I'm just not willing to do it anymore. You know, I'm just not willing to do it anymore. So even at, even at 51, I'm still going out, like, you know, figuring out like, oh, this, this feels like a good distance. This, this is the right distance here. This is the right distance. And, and, I, and I watch my friends who are famous. Um, I watch my friends who are famous in different ways, right? I've known famous actors. I've known, you know, famous singers. I've known famous writers creative people, athletes of all kind. And I've kind of just like watch how they navigate the right distance between them and their fans, between their privacy and their public life, how much they're willing to give show access to, how much they reserve for themselves. And I've seen people give too much access. I've seen people like really hold their cards close to their chest. And I don't think anybody can say for anybody what the right distance is. I think personally, we have to know ourselves so well that we can determine it. And it's okay to give a little too much and then to, to step back. But, you know, we, we, I always say like, don't be stingy with your love, right? Like, but don't be stingy with your love. It's not about that. 
because I can be away from you. I have friends in California, you guys, who, um, when I lived in California, um, I had a group of friends who were some of the most, and, and look, and you've heard me talk about, you know, my Lawrence friends, like, you know, kids from Lawrence are like loyal till death. I mean, kids from Lawrence are like hardcore. There's something else. Um, so no, just, I just want to, you know, eh, shout out Lawrence kid, Ugh, Lawrence kids in the house. But talking about my friends from California, you know, we had a bond, you know, we all worked at this place called Wizards and it was a magic dinner theater up at Universal City Walk. And um, the friendships that developed there, you know, to this day, I just think like if any one of us called the other one and we might not talk to each other for years, for years, but if, if one of them, you know, called and really like needed some help, needed to talk to somebody, whatever, I just feel like, you know, those bonds that were created, you know, um, that we would be there for each other. So what I'm saying is, is even though time and space distance has been created, those distances can collapse very quickly when necessary. And so I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's something to kind of play with. And I just want to encourage you guys at home who are listening, you know, if this resonates with you, will you please like send up a flare and like tag me um, if, you, if you post about it or just send me a DM and just say, yeah, man, this really landed for me because I was so excited. I was so happy that um, Meg invited me to be able to listen in on the call with Marianne. Like I said, you know, I get to work with her and, and talk with her. But in this capacity, you know, just that, that one word, the right distance, uh, it was just like, we're just like, you know, I was just like so excited and I couldn't wait to share, share it with you guys. So if you're listening, this what I always say, if you can hear the sound of my voice and this is, this is being impactful or landing in your heart in some way, or it's making you go like, Oh shit, I have a few, like I got some markers I need to move. You know what I'm saying? Like I got some that I've been keeping, I've been keeping my arms out. If you can't see me right now, I'm kind of doing like sticking my arms straight out, like uh, arms distance length. There's, there's some people, maybe it's time to draw them closer. And there's some people that maybe it's time to readjust, you know, and saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to move out to the uh, we text once a month situations or you know what I mean? Or no, I, I, I'm deleting you from my Voxa account. I can't do this anymore. Right. And so I always just say though, when, when, when we're kind of negotiating, navigating these things, there are times when it's really appropriate that you um, communicate that there has been a change. And then there's other times when you just have to go you don't have to leave a fucking note. You don't have to make up, like, you know, write a note of apology. Sometimes it's like the season calls for get out, get out now. Don't like, don't leave a forwarding address. You know what I'm saying? And nobody can determine that except for you. And there might come a time or a place when that conversation happens, when it's the right time or people get brave enough to like ask or like whatever the deal is. But um, sometimes it's just, you know, like, hey, um, I'm looking at this and I'm realizing that this is kind of a shit show and I don't want to participate in it anymore. <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of like, boop, 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 like I'm doing the little thing, <laughs> moonwalk slowly out of the room. <laughs> you guys, you guys who listen and don't watch it and just see me do my little, my little, my sweetie would be like, boop, boop, my little moonwalking <laughs> demonstration. Oh, who knew I was a hand puppeteer, you guys. So that's it, you guys. This is what's been on my mind. This is what's been on my heart. Like, what is the right distance for the different relationships in your life? 
And, you know, I would always say, like, this is the one thing that I will say. I think that, and I'm not talking about you guys, you know, the not that, not that the religion that you grew up with isn't still your, um, your, 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 your jam, right? I'm not saying that, but for some people, I just want to be really clear when I say this, you know, the most, the longest relationship that you're ever going to have in your own life is with yourself right? You, you and the divine, whether you call that God or something else, the God of your own understanding, as I always say, and you might not even call it God. You might call it spirit, universe, Jesus, Buddha, Allah. You know, I could always go down the list. I'm always like, just insert your happy word here. Like what, what works for you? But I always say that relationship should be the, the, the primo, the primo most important relationship that you ever have is going to be with the divine and with yourself. And that's the one that you want to keep closest. And then everything else finds its distance from there. Everything else will settle. It's like, and then it will, everything will find its place. And throughout your life, you might have to move some markets. You might have to move some pieces and some people, but we can do it with great affection. There are going to be times though, when you cut the cord and you go, like I said, no forwarding number, no forwarding address. The right distance is we never see each other or talk again. Sometimes the right distance is we'll check back in a year from now. Or sometimes the right distance is, hey, I want to invite you closer into my, into my intimate circle of friends or my people, right? So like I said, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear if this was helpful in some way or made you think in a particular way. And I always say, you know, the mark of a great teacher or a great mentor, it's never to tell you what to think. I always say, I'm not interested in telling you what to think. I am interested in inviting you to think, <laughs> right? To maybe see something from a new point of view, a new POV, a new perspective, uh, see it through a new lens to have different perception. Because that's really what the miracle is, right? In the mind is when we shift our mind from a place of, Love, I'm um, sorry, from a place of fear to a place of love. That, that shift in the mind is where the miracle occurs. And sometimes when we're shifting into a place of love, we recognize that we've made a lot of decisions out of fear and we maybe had some relationships that, that um, maybe worked with the earlier version of ourselves and where we were. And now it's okay that we pivot. It's okay that we change our mind. It's okay that we find a new right distance. So you guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. You know, it's so interesting too. The other thing that often happens when I do this is, you know, I, most of these, like usually if I'm sharing a quote or there's something I really don't want to screw up, like, you know, sometimes once in a blue moon, I'll write down some notes, but all of these are just kind of like off the top of my head. So what often happens later is, you know, I'll, I'll record these and like wrap it up and send it to my girl. And then I'm like, oh, there was something else I wanted to say about that. Um, but right now that's what I got for you. <laughs> I won't know. I won't know for another few hours to like 24 to 48 hours. And I'll be like, oh man, I wanted to talk about that. Or I had a good story or analogy, but I just know for myself over the years, um, you know, my relationships, um, shift often. It's really interesting. So I, you know, I have my core people, um, you know, I have my core people and, and here's the one consistent thing that stays me and God, <laughs> me and my spiritual team. That is the consistent thing. And I'm, I'm making some adjustments right now to right distance. Um, and sometimes the right distance 
just because it's right, it doesn't mean that it also maybe won't make you feel a little sad. There are so many um, relationships I can say that, you know, I wish, I wish that, I wish, I wish that the right distance could be closer, but it can't be. You know, it's, it's just, it's just the way that it is. And it doesn't mean that I have malice in my heart or I don't love them. And, and sometimes, sometimes the people I love dearly, you know, I have to, I have to adjust the pieces. Like I, I kind of think of it like, you know, when I look at, um, remember Candyland, remember that game Candyland, you guys, for those of us who are like around my age and I think it's still out, but it's a different version now. You know how like you sometimes would get a piece and you would move the maca, like you would move that little gingerbread man one way. And then sometimes it would just slide past a bunch of things. It's like new distance, you know, what's the new right distance, you know? So, um, but it doesn't mean sometimes like that. It doesn't mean it always feels awesome. You know, once you settle into the new distance, you, you will start to, to get feedback based on how you feel. And I know in A Course in Miracles, you know, there's a beautiful line that, um, that, you know, Jesus says from A Course in Miracles. And, you know, I always say like, you know, A Course in Miracles uses uh, what might be identified, um, you know, by the meaning that we give things as Christian terminology, but it is not a religion. It's not a dharma. It's not, it, there's no like, you know, like you have to do things like this. Um, I mean, dogma, not dharma. Um, but so, you know, when Jesus says, you know, um, when you have chosen wrongly and you will know because your mood will tell you so. When you have chosen wrongly and you will know, <laughs> he's basically saying, my brother, my sister, you will friggin' know because your mood, how you feel will tell you so. And it goes on to say, Christ, you know, Christ gently calls to you and says, choose again. Gently, he gently says to you. So as you're starting to figure some of this out, like where are we moving the pieces on the chessboard, right? Are we, where, where, where are we, where are we kind of moving things around here? Just know, trust your inner teacher. Trust your gut instincts. When you go to think about it, kind of like this. So sometimes I'll say, well, when I think about being in a room with that person, when I think about having conversation or communication with that person, uh, how do I feel? And if I feel myself get very constricted, if I feel myself, if I feel Vicky with two Ks from Lawrence starting to come up, if I can feel that what I also call the little bunny, which is the really young version of myself, when the, when the little bunny starts to like thump, like da, 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 and, and then like, you know, Vicky with two Ks wants to come on the scene, I start to go like, okay, what's happening here? If I feel like my dukes want to go up or if I feel like I, I, if I'm feeling like the urge or the temptation, I should say, to attack, defend or prove, if I feel like, oh, I can't just relax here. This isn't safe. Like I can't be myself. They're either going to make fun of me. They're going to, um, you know, they're either going to make fun of me. They're not going to get me. They're going to question me. They're going to roll their eyes. They're going to come for me. Like you just got to know who your people are. You got to know who you feel seen with, who you feel heard with, who gets you, who appreciates you, who are your balcony people. If you haven't listened to that episode, balcony and basement people, go check it out because you might want to move the basement people in your life to the right distance. <laughs> Maybe I'll wrap it up with that. So let me just say, it doesn't always feel awesome in the beginning, but we learn to calibrate. 
we learn to calibrate. So you guys, I, I hope you feel like this podcast is the right distance for you. <laughs> you, keep, you keep listening, you keep downloading, and that's amazing, and I appreciate you and support you. But here's the deal. If there's some of you who feel like, well, the right distance, KK, is I want to move closer. I want to find out how to work with you one-to-one, -one, like what you offer. You guys, just you can go to it. First of all, if you want to get on my mailing list, if you want to find out what I'm up to, and if you want to get a couple of fun freebies, right, just go to Karen Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y dot com slash, whatever they call that. I call it backslash. It's probably forward slash freebie. And uh, that, will, that will start to get you like on the list if you're not already. If you want to find out what's happening, like what kind of events and stuff that I do, because there will be people, like let's just talk about this for a sec, right? There are people who know upon meeting me or hearing me and they're like, oh my God, this is my spiritual mentor. This is my spiritual teacher. This is my spiritual coach, like whatever you call me. And they're like, I know I want to work with her. And they'll go right, right on to my work with me page. They see the different options. They go to spiritual mentoring. They fill out an application, uh, whether it's the three-month one or the 12-month, the year-long program. And they're just like, I'm, a, I'm going in. Like, I'm ready for this. I'm going in. But it's an investment. It's a financial investment. It's an emotion and mental investment. It's like it's a spiritual investment. It's like, okay, you know, I'm ready. Like, I want to do this. But there are other times when somebody might say, well, I want to, um, you know, I've only heard her. I've only listened to the podcast or I saw her speak in an event. I need to have an in-person experience first. And so that's where the retreats are amazing, my three-day retreats. And that's why I do them twice a year, six months apart. So you can plan for them far enough in advance. So I have one in May. I have one in November in 2020. And then you're like, oh, I want to make the right distance a little closer, right? So you come to New Hampshire and we have an experience, whether I'm speaking at a live event or I also do yoga and writing workshops. I have one coming up on April 5th here in New Hampshire in Laconia at Yoga from the Hat, which I'm very excited about. So you guys, there's just kind of lots of ways to move, move our, our things the right distance, which is sometimes closer. And, you know, the work that I do as a spiritual mentor, you guys, this is my calling right now, you know, besides writing this memoir, you know, trying to get this book done, helping people kind of navigate this being human experience, like remembering that it's actually a spiritual experience, this, this humanity that we're navigating. Um, and human relationships, man, are one of the ways, this is how, this is how we start to figure it out. This is how we start to rediscover um, God's love. And this is how we start to rediscover uh, what it means to go home and do all this work, you know, and the forgiveness stuff like, oh, oh. So, you know, this is, there's so many ways I can talk about like the work that I do, but if you want to learn more about it, um, I, I am right now accepting um, new clients and I'm really excited about it. You know, and my programs are different than other programs. You know, there are coaches who have anywhere from like, you know, 20 to 35 to 75 to a hundred, like, you know, they, they have a lot, a lot, a lot of clients. The work that I do, the right distance from me is one-to-one. -one. So that's how I work. And we do have some group elements in the one-to-one -one program, but the whole point of how, you know, fearless flow mentoring and, and the your story to your glory programs is that you get a lot of KK. So that's the right distance. The right distance for this work that I do is personal hands-on experiences, right? And so, um, yeah, so I guess that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm just extending an invitation because I don't do that a lot. I don't really, um, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I'm trying to get better as my, my friends encourage me and, and as my, my business friends, you know, are, are always like, KK, let them know 
let them know that they can work with you. Let them know that you're open for business, that this is what you do for a living. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get better at it. So here I am trying to make a better distance, <laughs> the right distance for mentoring. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again for the 20,000 downloads. I'm so excited for 30 and then 40 and then who knows this little podcast that could, who knows what's going to happen. So thank you for being such an important part of it. You guys, I could not do it without you. So I see you. I, I celebrate you. I appreciate you. I love you. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.